0: Who wants to be a superhero? Erica Belfry once did, but after an ill fated attempt to stop a supervillain's bank robbery, she found herself on the wrong side of the law as the supervillain Princess Crash. Now partnered with Jefferson, alias Weatherman, a crotchety thespian with storm powers, and ironically the same villain she tried to stop in her first heroic venture, Erica finds herself navigating the complicated world behind the Cape, one in which every daring hero and villainous heel answers to a corrupt secret organization known only as The Board. Forced to battle heroes in orchestrated public bouts known as capers, Erica, for a while enjoyed her new adventures as a pretend villain. That was until she discovered the harsh truth. Although their capers were planned, the consequences of a heel losing a caper and being caught meant going to prison for life. Now caught as pawns in the schemes of the true enemies who control the battleground, Erica and Jefferson recognize the dangers they face. For this is a dangerous world for those who don't play their parts in this Theater of Heels. Support me on Patreon! Previously on Theater of Heels, Erica's mother Mary Belfry had been staying at their headquarters since Cedric had revealed its location to her. From that point on, Mary has relentlessly been trying to persuade her daughter to leave her life of crime and her partner Jefferson behind. As a result, Erica took to hiding in her lab for days on end, which only intensified the growing tension between her mother and Jefferson. Now that the emotional pressure cooker has built up to the point of explosion, Erica is coerced to rejoin the others for a simple breakfast. How hard can it be to get through one meal without incident. And now, I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 4, Family Matters, Chapter 17, Preface of Champions. That was good, Mom. Thank you, Cedric, said Mary Belfry. Before Cedric spoke, the only noise to interrupt the silence was the scraping of forks on plates and the moment Jefferson asked, "'Pass the salt, please.' At which point Mary sniffed. Jefferson took the salt shaker from Erica, who kept her eyes locked on her plate before he met Mary's frigid stare. He saluted her with the salt shaker before he attended to his meal. Then the sound of Mary's grinding teeth met their collective ears. Erica placed her fork down. "'Yes, that was good, Mom.' Mary grunted, (laughs) Heh. Erica glanced at her mother, but the older woman was staring daggers at Jefferson, who pointedly ignored her. She sighed and started to up. Well, I should really get back to my lab. No." No. Mary and Jefferson said in unison. They both stared at each other in surprise before their expressions darkened. Erica looked between the pair nervously. Cedric sighed and sat back recognizing that some things were beyond his jurisdiction. Don't yell at my daughter, Mary told him tersely. I wasn't yelling at her, Jefferson replied coldly. Could have fooled me, snapped Mary. It sure sounded like yelling at me. I suspect that there are a great number of things that could have fooled you, Jefferson growled. But believe me, madam... If I were yelling, you would certainly know. Erica's eyes bulged. The cider Cedric groaned. Oh, dude. How dare you talk to me that way, Mary shouted. How dare I? How dare I? You are the one who came into my house and treated my hospitality like refuse. There you go. Sound like an uppity snob again. I don't know where you get off acting like all high and mighty, like that. You're nothing but a jumped up criminal with powers who has delusions of grandeur. Erica tried to interrupt, but Mary, not taking her dagger-like eyes off Jefferson, held up a finger. Erica's mouth clamped shut. Well, you're not special. You're a con man who taught my full-headed daughter into a life of crime. Hey, Erica cried out indignantly. I saved your daughter, you ungrateful simpleton. If it weren't for me, she would have been locked away in prison for life. And whose fault is it she had gotten caught doing something illegal in the first place? Jefferson's mouth worked, but no words came out. Mary was on a roll. If you hadn't been robbing that bank in the first place, she wouldn't have tried to intercept you in that ridiculous costume of hers. Even after my baby got away from that horrible sleep, You should have left well enough alone. But that's not what you did, was it? Mary shook her head bitterly. You somehow convinced my little girl that her only recourse from that point on was a continued life of crime? Jefferson snapped. She has done exceptionally well for herself. In fact, Mary overrode him. Of course she's done well for herself. My Erica is good at everything she sets her mind to. She could have been successful at anything. She could have revolutionized the world in any dozen of her ideas. But she had high ideals about being a superhero. But When that didn't work out, you pounced on her like a gator and pigeonholed her into a hideous life of crime. Erica stared at her mother. Did she really believe that she could have done anything with her life? It was true that after the Sleek incident, she certainly reevaluated her life she believed about heroes. But by then, the die was cast. Mary took a deep breath. Then on top of all that, the only contact I get is the occasional phone call? Brief glimpses of my baby being mentioned on the news? That silly website of hers? <sighs> Mary looked at her daughter, with tears burning on the edges of her eyes. She wiped them away furiously. Do you have any idea how terrifying that was for us? For me? Erica mutely shook her head. Mary's back straightened, and she glared at Jefferson with eyes comprised of cold steel. I at least reassured myself by thinking that even though you are a villain and a con man, you at least seem to be looking out for my daughter's best interest. Then you guys fought Sleek again. And what did I see? Jefferson grimaced and looked away. What did I see? Mary demanded. You, on national TV, abandoned my daughter to face that horrible woman alone. She vibrated with rage. I had to hold my husband. She looked at Erica fiercely. Your father! As he sobbed uncontrollably, As he watched our baby hurt and being loaded into a truck full of armed men. Do you have any idea what that was like for us? A sob escaped her, but Mary bit it back. (laughs) You saved my daughter from that fate, and I am thankful for that. But as far as I'm concerned, you have much more to make amends for. So excuse me if my gratitude stops when you allow me into your home to see my daughter who's been under your constant watch. I can't even get a moment with her without your say-so. Erica grimaced. Mary exhaled slowly. It was the sound of her releasing a heavy burden. She stood up. I need to go lie down in my guest room for a bit. She glared at Jefferson. If that's okay with you. Jefferson croaked. Of course. Stay as long as you need. She nodded and turned from the table. Leave the dishes. I'll clean them up later. Erica stood up too, tears burning on the edge of her eyes. Mom, I... Mary held up her hand. No. We can talk later. Erica nodded. The three of them watched the elder woman leave the room. Moments later, they heard the soft click of her door closing. Wow, Cedric said quietly. That was... At a loss for words, he shook his head. Indeed, Jefferson agreed quietly. He looked at Erica fiercely. You will remove any restriction you impose on your family for your lab. Is that clear? Erica met his unflinching stare. She nodded meekly. Crystal? He nodded. Now if you excuse me, I think I, too, need a walk to clear my head. Jefferson started for the door. Before he met it, a few steps, his phone rang. He paused. That's odd. I thought I'd turn it off. He pulled it out of his pocket and froze. Who is it? Asked Erica. He just looked at her as he answered. Hello? After a moment, Jefferson nodded gravely. I see. We'll be there shortly. When he hung up, Erica demanded, Who was that? Jefferson took a deep breath. It was a representative from the board. They want us to come in right away for a meeting. They have a new caper for us. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater of Heels, after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Tyson, Heels, Erica and Jefferson are summoned back to the maze to meet members of the board about a new caper. As they enter the secret world of superheroes and villains, Erica's anxiety grows exponentially. Jefferson, however, finds his welcome decidedly more challenging. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 18, Public Approval. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics, told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.